This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. It's an exciting time to be a Guardians fan as the Guardians have won their sixth straight series in a row, taking two out of three from the Dodgers and doing so with Jose Ramirez on the bench for the last two games. Let's all hope that Jose gets a clear report from the MRI they took of his thumb, that it just turns out to be a little strain, a little jamming experience, and he can get back to the lineup as quickly as possible. Hopefully on Tuesday when the Guardians play Minnesota, the opening game of a five-game series against the Twins. And the Guardians are only a game back of the Twins. It's all messed up because the Guardians had so many rainouts, so the lost column and total games don't line up. But the Guardians are only a game behind, so if they can win three out of the five games, heck, four out of the five games, they will have the division lead. And that'll be pretty exciting, even though it's only a June and it's still kind of hard to say where the team's going to end up. I have to say they're ahead of where I thought they would be at this point. And taking this series against the Dodgers was a really great sign. I, again, expected the team to be around 78 wins if things broke right, finish around 500. But they're really looking like right now they could surpass my expectations. A lot of it is the uh, strength of the starting rotation, which has really started to figure things out. And then some guys really kind of hitting the top of their projections and batting as far as Josh Naylor and Andres uh, Jimenez and all those um, other players that we're seeing who are really doing well. Oscar Gonzalez, Richie Palacios, Owen Miller, um, Stephen Kwan. It's been great to see young guys get the chance to play and really come through in the clutch. Miles Straw is still super struggling right now. I'm with everyone who's saying, hey, let's try moving him to the bottom of the order, which I really think Miles Straw is probably an eight or nine hitter on a playoff team, and I've said that for a long time. Fine with him batting leadoff for now, but right now at this moment, it seems like it'd be best to move him down a little bit and maybe give Stephen Kwan a chance to lead off. Uh, a lot of people have said that, and I'm I'm on board with that. I think that's a good idea. I was very excited to see Oscar Gonzalez kind of be figuring things out in Los Angeles. I was really interested to see how he would handle being in uh, playing the Dodgers because you know that the Dodgers have the scouting report that they need to be able to handle him and be able to figure out what to do. So Oscar Gonzalez, when he was there, he uh, took two walks, which is pretty outstanding. He got three hits including a home run and a double. So that's pretty exciting to see in a three-game series against the Dodgers, who have the best scouting reports you can have and have pitchers who can execute those scouting reports. 
Very important to see Gonzalez lay off some pitches late in the game and not try to do too much. That's all he needs to do, honestly. He doesn't need to walk all the time, but if he can just keep that walk rate up around, you know, getting close to 5%, that would be a really huge deal for him, especially if he can keep that strikeout rate under 20%, which he's been able to do. Right now, he's, it's a very small sample size, of course, but he's got a 3.4% walk rate and a 19.5%. Uh, K rate, both of those are reasonable numbers. Like him just be able to push up that walk rate just a little bit, which is just a sign that he's not going to swing at stuff that he really can't do anything with and not going to get himself out. And then you're looking like you have a real major league player. There are so many people on this roster that it's hard to figure out what the team's going to do with everyone. I've been trying to think about the whole issue of the right-handed hitter factors, um, who's going to be a right-handed hitter with slug, uh, Fran Reyes comes back, and if he's really figured things out again, man, that transforms this lineup so much, especially, Lord please, heal Jose's thumb. <laughs> then you have a really interesting lineup with Fran Reyes back and hitting fourth or fifth in this lineup. So really hoping for that, looking and really looking forward to that. Um, it wouldn't even be opposed, because I'm confident Straw's going to figure it out, wouldn't even be opposed to giving him a few more days off and giving Quan some starts in, left in center field and giving Richie Palacios some starts in left field. I just love the at-bats Richie Palacios puts up. He had a huge, huge double to try tie this last game against the Dodgers. If you guys haven't had a chance to see Richie Palacios hit, go back and look at some of those highlights, look at those games, look at the at-bats that he puts up. Uh, I mean... I'm not saying that he's the answer in left field, that we have to start him, but I just love his approach, and I love the kind of this versatility at the plate that he finds, that he provides a team when Tito puts him in, when he's given the chance to pitch hit. Issue is trying to find the defensive spot for him because he hasn't looked in the outfield and apparently can hack it at second base. be amazing if Richie Palacios could be the kind of guy you could put in left field in center field, which is an option uh, in, in like second base, man, that would be great. But I don't know that that's going to work out. But for right now, he's great to have as a pinch hitter. And personally, I'd like to see him get some more starts in left, especially if he can get Quan some starts in center, maybe give Straw some days off, some times to come in late in the game and maybe get a pinch hitting appearance to kind of help his confidence a little bit or just defensive replacement and then a hitting appearance after that. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that. Again, I expect Straw to figure it out, and I think he's showing signs. I don't know if he's trying to um, go opposite field too much, taking away from his power. Notice that his pull rate has gone down 5% this year, and so has his contact rate gone down. Hard, sorry, hard hit rate gone down 5%, and his soft contact rate is up 9%. So it kind of looks like somebody who might be trying to go to the opposite field when he really should just be trying to pull the balls as much as possible and get as much hard contact as he can on the ball because his issue is that he doesn't make the hard contact that he needs to. He'll, he can take a walk. He's got immense speed, but he takes too many strikes and he doesn't hit the ball hard enough when he does hit the ball. So those are the things, and you feel like, hey, that's something you can work on. If you can recognize the pitch, then you can learn to swing at it and you can get your bat in good position to hit the ball a little bit harder feel like that can happen. He's just in a bad place right now, and I, I think he's going to come out of it. Um, so definitely a fan of whatever they want for him, whether it's, hey, maybe some more time off, some time to get your confidence back in limited appearances, or it's just continue to grind it through and know he's going to figure it out. I, uh, I'm a supportive of either way that happens. 
but would just love to see Palacios get a little bit more at-bats. I love how Tito's just giving him those at-bats that he can late in games, but I hope he continues to do that for sure. So those are some exciting things. Our pitching's been good. Zach Plesak hung in there against the Dodgers, got super lucky, but hung in there. Uh, Cal Quantrill had a, a, an off game. That'll happen, but still feel pretty good about him and what he's capable of. Quantrill is somewhat, uh, you know, kind of a victim of batting average on balls in play sometimes. Sometimes it's good for him, sometimes it's bad for him, and just didn't quite turn out well against the Dodgers. And Shane Bieber was the ace that we needed to be to keep us in the game against the Dodgers and give us a chance to win. And Eli Morgan and Emmanuel Classe are just absolute nails. Morgan just pitched those one and two-thirds inning against the Dodgers in the last game to close it out with three strikeouts, a walk, and a hit. And then Classe comes in and throws a squirrel inning with a strikeout. Classe just looks like unbelievable right now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the week. Uh, over the Monday here into Tuesday, Fran Will Reyes will join the team. Interested to see if maybe Garincheck finds his way back up with the team. Maybe see Nick Sandlin go down and get some work in the minors to kind of figure things out. Uh, but Garincheck might not be ready yet, so you might see some other moves around. Um, not quite sure if any of the other relievers down there are ready to come up. Johan Ramirez has a good strikeout rate, but a really high walk rate. Uh, Nick Kolacek has been having a great ERA, but his strikeout total hasn't been very good, and his walks have been way up. Notice that last night he had a scoreless three strikeout appearance, but also walked a batter. So it's good to see him strike out some guys. And uh, that walk thing is still a little concerning, though, for me as far as making that jump to the major league. So hopefully he can get that under control and then be up to help the team at some point. I'm excited about seeing some of these guys like him and Enright and Masekiewicz uh, come up and maybe help the team. Those are some guys in Columbus that could be looking for. Some interesting discussions over the weekend after the trade pieces that I released. So if you had a chance to see those in Guardians Baseball Insider, tried to go through some potential trade targets. Had some interesting discussions about the catching issue for the Guardians. A lot of folks really excited about Bo Naylor, and I include myself on there. I really am hoping that Bo Naylor is the catcher of the future for the Guardians and really believe in what he's been able to do at Akron. So great to see how he's been taking walks and driving the ball. Just absolutely love this kid as a prospect. My issue is that I really hope that the team doesn't put all their eggs in one basket as far as a catching prospect goes whether it's Lavastida and Naylor. Um, just need another guy there that you can kind of rely on as a major league piece. That's why I really think the team should consolidate some prospects and get a major league talent uh, to play catcher. Whether it's a guy who's on the AAA level, who's ready to come to the majors and is blocked in his organization, or if it's a major league established catcher. I would love to see the team do what it takes to get Sean Murphy or Carson Kelly. Sean Murphy from Oakland A's, Carson Kelly from the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't expect that to happen. I expect them more to go after a guy in AAA like Donnie Sands that they say, oh, this guy can start in our team. He's blocked somewhere else, and we can make an exchange of prospects and get that done. That's what I predicted because that's what I think is going to happen. But I would love to see the team go after somebody like Carson Kelly or after um, – Sean Murphy. I don't think that Tyler Stevenson from the Reds is really going to be an option. They don't really need to trade him if they're going to trade him for a year or two. And I don't think they plan on going full rebuild, believe it or not. I think they're going to try to hang around contention again, maybe do a little bit of selling here and there, but I don't see why they'd sell Tyler Stevenson. So he's not necessarily on my list of guys that I expect the Guardians to go after. 
But if you can get Sean Murphy and not have to give up Rocchio, Valera, Espino, Williams, or Logan Allen, I really think that you could probably do that deal for three prospects of basically anybody else in the system. That's kind of my opinion on it. There might be guys that other guys would protect and say, hey, you got to protect. Like, I absolutely love Tanner Beebe, who's in Lake County. So if they want to say, hey, that's an untouchable guy, too, I completely get that. There's a lot of guys in the system as far as pitching goes that you might not want people to touch. But if you want to say to the the A's, hey, two of our hitting prospects and one of our pitching prospects, make it work, and that's where we're going to go, and we'll get, get this Sean Murphy deal done, I completely understand that, and I'd be in support of it because that absolutely changes this lineup if you can have a catcher who you can rely on to get you a hit, get on base, get an extra base hit. That's a big deal. So that's kind of where I'd like to see the team go. Also, would not at all be opposed, like I've said before, if the team would say, hey, we want to try to get one more starter. You just can't have too much pitching. And again, with catching and pitching, you can't have too much of it, and you can always uh, turn over guys, flip over guys. If you end up saying, hey, I've got somebody I want to see, and they're blocking them, there's always a market for catchers and pitchers, especially if you are willing to move them at a time where they're still producing which the Guardians have shown they're willing to do with various people over the years. Still, I'm not opposed to seeing them go after some slugging to add to this team. Still feel like the team's lacking a little bit in slugging. But man, it feels good to say, hey, I think we've got our first baseman in Josh Naylor. I think that we've got an answer somewhere in the outfield with Stephen Kwan. And we've got guys like Richie Palacios and Oscar Gonzalez who can really help out there. And then on the infield, man, Owen Miller looks like a major league starting second baseman who could be an amazing utility guy and Ernie Clement is already amazing utility guy so <laughs> that's so good to see and Andres Jimenez he's the guy at second base could be the guy at shortstop and he got all kinds of guys at shortstop and second base coming up Tyler Freeman hitting very well taking walks getting hit by pitches in Columbus as well as Gabriel Arias on the comeback trail it's a super exciting time to be a Guardians fan I'm excited that I'm a Guardians fan and I can raise my kids to be Guardians fans. I want to say Happy Father's Day to our friend Alex from 216 Baseball who had his first Father's Day yesterday. And also to Zach Meisel um, who writes for The Athletic, the best Cleveland baseball writer out there who had his first Father's Day. What a special experience, a great time to say, hey, I've got this kid who relies on me and looks up to me and I can teach them about the important things in life. And there are a lot more important things in baseball, but baseball can help point you to the important things about caring for each other, about loving and being loyal, and about working hard and being proud of the things that you accomplish. So I know that they're going to teach their kids that. And I know that many of you are dedicated fathers as well, so I hope you had a happy Father's Day and hope we have a great week coming up as we look forward to the Guardians playing the Twins. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.